Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to Believe in Vikings. I am your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with Sal Spice, Brian McKinney, and perhaps Ron Saw towards the end of the show. He might not make it. But yeah, we've taken a, a spring-summer hiatus, and we are returning for the end of many camps. And the Vikings will actually take a break off here yeah, it's for about six weeks before training camp. But we're going to go through some of the off-season stuff. I want to ch- check in with Mr. McKinney and Sally and see where they're at for their temperature on the Vikings. That's what's on the agenda tonight. So we're going to speak for about 45 minutes on tonight's episode bet online first though is your number one source for all of your championship finals information stats news and scores get the latest odds and lines and latest matchup reports for the stanley cup finals and nba finals which actually finished up this week bet online is your sports intel headquarters this season and they have you covered for all of your sports insider wagering needs from basketball and hockey to major league baseball ufc and boxing the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information, including live betting options and your favorite uh, casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use the promo believe uh, promo code believe B L E A V to receive 50 for 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. We're back. We've had about a three to four week break, and I have Brian McKinney with me and Sal Spice. Sally, how have you been? We haven't spoke to you in particular since around the draft, so give us a life update. I know. I was trying to remember, and I know it was definitely before the draft. And um, yeah, I'm good. Just, you know, enjoying the summer. It's crazy that it's less than three months away from Viking season. I feel like it hasn't been long enough of a break. Um, at all. So, and yeah, it's going to be training camp like at the end of next month. It's insane. Um, but yeah, I just hanging out with my puppy and I'm actually in school full time right now. So that's been a big change for me. Um, haven't been on Twitter much. If you haven't noticed, uh, ever since my account got hacked a couple months ago, I'm just a little disenchanted with the whole thing. Um, and I feel like you never see what you want down there anymore anyway. So <laughs> I agree. There's there's certain people that I have to go search to check to see if they're still on Twitter, and they are. It's just that I don't see their stuff quite as much. Is the what, algorithm change or something? I think so. Yeah, it happens to me about once or twice per week when I'm like in my brain, I have that whatever happened to so and so because I used to see his or her tweets all the time, and then I'll go search their name. Mm. And it's like, oh, we still follow each other. I just don't see the shit anymore. Yeah, it happens like that on Instagram as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if it's a Elon Musk thing, probably. I know, Sally, uh, you were diligent about getting your account back. You got it back, but you've just been, um, your enthusiasm has been dampened. <laughs> well, you know, it kind of started to dwindle before that. But um, yeah, I was very surprised I got my account back from everything I was reading um, in my research. It probably was not going to happen. So I am grateful for that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of issues. I actually did a 10-page research paper on Twitter a couple months ago. So um, I won't bore anyone with that. But there is a lot of um, a lot of not-so-great stuff going on. But I will obviously be back, you know, in football season full force. It just doesn't seem, you know, you just don't get the, the engagement just isn't there. And it's just not fun to just read political 
tweets nonstop. So <laughs> it would be cool if political tweets were insightful, uh, or mm-hmm. if we could get a time machine, go back 15 years when you could have an honest to goodness debate and not just automatically right. hate what, what the other person says. But yeah, I'm with you. Uh, it's of course, I, I'll always encourage lots of political discussion, but on social media, it's just designed to be, well, I can't agree with you because you do this and there's just no, no bipartisanship. But yes, we mm-hmm. seriously digress. Uh, Brian, how have you been in the last month? I've been good. I spent some time in Atlanta. I feel like the last time I was on here, I might've been in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I was there for 15 days, came back for like a week or two. And then I was in Cayman Islands, not this past weekend, but the weekend before that. Um, hosted like a dinner party out there and attended like this concert that had like Sean Paul and Buster Rhymes. Oh. And then I went out there to see some of like the uh, stingrays and things. That's what it's known for, turtles and stingrays. Um, And it came back home on that Monday. And then I've been back here just trying to get things back in order because I feel like I've been traveling a lot this year. Is it hot there? Yes. It's definitely warm here. It's, It's it's a raining season, so it's been raining a lot lately. Mm. Do you have any more travels on the agenda for the next two months or so, Brian? Um, yeah, well, I know in, sometime in August, I come up to Minnesota. Um, and, you know, we do this um, charity event in Rochester called Boulder Options. Mm-hmm. Chester Taylor <laughs> will be coming up there with me. And um, Cheryl Ford, she was in the WNBA. Um so I know that's in, I know that's in August. Next month, I'm not sure. I look, I'm sitting by my calendar. I don't really <laughs> plan to travel anymore this month. Um, plan on doing the back to school drive next month here in South Florida. Yeah, I have too much in my schedule for next month. <laughs> why did you um? La- why did you snicker when you said Chester Taylor? Because it's always, because <laughs> it's always like. Doing or saying something is like it's kind of entertaining for me to have Chester come because Chester is like, you know, some people just they don't have a filter. Like him and Jeremy Shockey are very like those similar people who just say things like who say just what's on their mind at times and don't and then think like, well, what do you mean? Like, what's wrong? It's like, I mean, I feel like you could have said that or not said it, you know what I mean? Or said it in a different way. And Chester is definitely one of those people. Oh, okay. Just doesn't have a filter. Yeah, and it, 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 it's <laughs> kind of funny at times because the things he chooses to say. And, yeah, so. <laughs> Just hanging with him is funny. I was going to uh, mention to you, Brian, that I saw on Twitter today, I don't know if Sally saw this, probably not, but somebody asked Chad Johnson, Chad Ocho Cinco, who is the best tra- tra- uh, trash talker that he hasn't played against? And he retweeted a picture of Fred Smoot. Oh. I don't know if you can see that or not. Agree with that, I should say. Fred, yeah, Fred definitely. Um, well, I mean, not against me, you know, because I mean, when yeah. I really want to get from that practice, but Fred was just a talker in general, just always talking. I don't, I don't know if he was talking trash. He was just always talking. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure just talking and Fred it just sounds about right. <laughs> Amen to that. Well, I was in Disney for a week with my family. We did all four big parks. And then we went to Universal Studios for two days because my wife is a Harry Potter fiend, and they mm-hmm. have the Wizarding World there. And so we got back, and now we are back. Oh, Universal. Um, I just got Troy Williamson tickets. He's actually going down there. 
I guess in a couple of days because I just okay. got him tickets for uh, Universal. This is what happened when I was there. Because um, let's chat. We're looking to kind of start doing some um, translation for them as well because they're under they're under Comcast. And the guy who runs the whole park, he see me coming on the camera, <laughs> right? <laughs> and um, he, him, and Edron James are really good friends. And he met me before, like once or twice through Edron. I had no clue he worked there. And he found us in the park. And I was like, what? And then, uh, you know, he reintroduced himself and then told me. So we exchanged numbers. And just so happened, Troy was like, even though Miami's nowhere like near Orlando, it was like three and a half hours away. Mm-hmm. He's like, would you by chance? And it's like, just by chance. I just <laughs> met this guy in February. Well, Reed was reintroduced him in February and I reached out to him and I just got everything confirmed today. He sent me like the confirmation number. And Troy and like his family and all of them are going there. I guess in like two days or something. Yeah, it was all awesome. story. They'll be in uh, Universal Studios, courtesy of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was quite fun because heading down. So my kids are twelve and six, and they are not enthusiastic about roller coasters. So we expected to go down there the whole time and just do the food and the experience. Well, we got there and we eased them in and they did every single Disney roller coaster that we asked of them. And we got mm. Universal Studios and I spared them because a lot of those are, you know, roller coasters that put hair on your chest that like drop out of the sky and shit. Yeah. So I didn't make them do any of that, but I also didn't make them do any at Disney. They just, uh, they did all of the the new ones that are, that are pretty out there. And so, yeah, it was a real pleasant surprise. And then we, we hit the road for a road trip um, with our, with our new dog to Maine in, in oh, July. Wow. And that's 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 the new one, or that's the next one on the agenda. We usually take one vacation like that. Last year it was with West Johnson, Hawaii, and this year it was the Disney, and then plus the the main road trip. Bryant, are you going to make any Vikings games, or is that too too far away on your calendar? I'm sure I will. Probably at least two. I made like two last year. Uh, <laughs> Did <sorry>. you? <laughs> Did I you? Like, I got blown out, and I was like, "Why did I come to this game?" <laughs> Which one was the Dallas game, I think. Yeah, the Dallas game. I came to that one. And then Chester and I hosted the other one when I thought, like, oh, my gosh, I must be bad luck this season. But then in Indianapolis, I think it was the Colts. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We came up for that one. So, yeah, those were the two I came up for. Okay. Yeah, you got to come to a warmer one this year. Like earlier, right? Because I remember, well, that Colts game was obviously really cold. And then uh, the da- Dallas was uh, too. Yeah, it wasn't freezing, but it was cold, I think. Because I think, when was that, end of November? Yeah. I think they both were in November. They were like yeah. two weeks apart or something. The Cowboys game was right after we beat the Bills, so that would have been about the second week in November. Oh, yeah. But it was a night game, so it was a little cold. But the, Yeah, because I remember you didn't show up to the tailgate. You were still at Poor House. <laughs> yeah. yeah was three, had what, Dustin? I think he was inebriated, wasn't he? I don't know. I we didn't see him. There. <laughs> I didn't see him. I can't say. They had us hosting at Poor House. We were hosting the watch party there for some reason. It was a home game. Yeah, I know. That was that was weird. Yeah. Oh gosh, he's so big. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding up for for the listeners audio only. I'm holding up this bass and hound, and that's giving me the business. Um, How old right, is he now? Uh, he's six months old. Really? Yeah, he weighs thirty. When's his pounds. birthday? Uh, Jim Morrison's birthday, December 8th. Oh, okay. Toby Look, this, Bryant is his name. <laughs> this one is almost six months now. Hmm. It's on, almost but, six months? 
Yeah, December 20th for this one. So they're almost, uh, well, yeah. they're not the same signs. We got yeah. a Sagittarius here and you've got a, uh, what, a Scorpio? What is, <laughs> I don't know what they are. You'll know. Oh, a Scorpio. Yeah, you've got a Scorpio over there. So. <laughs> All right, I want anyway. to transition. Without Ron, nevertheless, we're going to transition into some Vikings talk. And since we haven't talked to Sally in multiple weeks, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, we have the offseason in the rear view. Uh, we have a free agency, a draft, OTAs, and minicamp now. So I need to ask you, what is your general feeling about the Vikings offseason? Are you optimistic or pessimistic or right in the middle? Honestly, I just feel like I don't know what to think. It's just... Um... I, I have no idea what to think. There's just been so many changes and I think there's been a lot of changes in the division as well, obviously. And it's just difficult to gauge where they're at. Um, I will say the draft, um, just my initial reaction to the draft. And I don't want to get hate for this, but you guys have to remember, I haven't been on here <laughs> since then. I was really bummed about the draft. Um, I think that I let it get into my mind from, you know, just, I let all the speculation get to me and I was really thinking, I I really believed that they were going to make a big move and um, a franchise changing move. And that didn't happen. And I just got really bummed about it. Obviously I know that um, Addison is a great addition and I'm so excited to see how explosive the offense is going to become with him and Justin Jefferson, but it was just, it was just a bummer. I felt, felt like there was so much hype and, um, it just didn't go how I kind of thought it was going to go. So I was down about that for a while, but, um, yeah, now I'm just excited to see how it is going to be. I'm happy. Well, I don't know about happy, but I'm I'm relieved that Dalvin got released. I think that was the right move. Um, we all kind of knew that was coming, I think, but it took a lot longer than I think anyone really anticipated. So I'm glad that they have that figured out now. Well, I think I have good news for you, Sally. Um, so you you intimated that there's been a lot of change this off season and mm-hmm. then even last last off season since we got a new general manager and head coach. Because there was no extension for Kirk Cousins, we're either going to have a very, very good Viking season in which he could be extended, or we're going to have another one kind of like last year. And I'm almost positive they wouldn't just bring him back after another playoff loss. So I think you have, I don't know if I'd call it the best of both worlds, but it's basically, I think what you're saying is since there's been so much change, the only thing that hasn't changed is the quarterback. And I mean, if he if he effectuates a deep, really sweet playoff run, then perhaps he'll be back. But this is the first time in our Vikings lives that he's been on the team and not committed for two years. It's only one more year. So we're either, we're either going to get more Kirk after a really successful season or probably the new guy drafted next April. How old is, how old is Kirk? Kirk is 34, going to be 35 in August. Okay, Kirk, I'd have a good year. Yeah, this is a contract year for him, and it's his first time right. having the same play caller since 2015 and 2016 with Sean McVay when he was the offensive coordinator in Washington. So, yeah, that going um, for him. Mm-hmm. And then Dalvin, has he got picked up by anyone yet? No, he's uh, – I think mo- some folks assume that he might take, like, one of those smaller running back deals that are popular now or at least – They were mentioning him and he down here in the Dolphins too at one point. Yeah, yeah. They're the, the favorite to land him from odds makers, but he still believes and his agent believes that he can fetch between 7 and $10 million per season. So I think they're going to wait to see if they can actually do that. 
Okay. And if not, then perhaps settle for four or five. Um, but yeah, the Vikings saved nine million on that that move. And Sally, I didn't circle back to you. Does that give you hope at all that the, the Cousins era could end, or is it not necessarily about Cousins for you? No, it's not. Ne- it's not necessarily about Cousins and liking him or not liking him. It's that we're still not having an answer to this question, and I was ho- this blaring question of the unknown and now we're going to go into another off season where we are speculating about this again and wondering is he going to get extended is he not going to get extended are they going to do a journeyman thing are they going to do a trade is it you know it's the same old thing that it's been when this is something that has to be figured out you know sooner than later and ideally if it is you know obviously I know I'm crying over spilt milk here but To to me, it was a great setup that he this new guy could sit behind Kirk for a year. And so most likely, unless, you know, it it is a great season, like you said, that's not going to be the case. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that's that's just kind of where I'm at with it. It's not anything against Kirk personally or that I don't think that he's, you know, fine to to lead this team. It's just here we are again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was so hopeful that we might have a franchise quarterback sitting on that bench yeah. this year, you know, yeah, eventually. You and me both. That was the one thing we asked for. If it were up to us that, uh, I mean, I think we cared who it was. They obviously didn't have a first round grade on Levis or hooker because they would have drafted him at 23 if they did. So more realistically, we would have had to see them make a huge splash for CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson in the top 10. You didn't mention Jaron Hall at all. You consider him just a total lottery ticket that won't pan out much. Okay. Um, that actually made me pretty mad as well. Um, so I was not happy with the draft at the time. I'm just so confused about it. I, I don't understand because I mean, what's the point is, is that going to be the franchise quarterback? Do you think, do you see that guy evolving into that? Because I, and then I feel like a hypocrite because I've said, I trust Kevin O'Connell to evaluate a quarterback. I I trust his judgment and that hasn't changed. I do. I just didn't feel like it made a lot of sense. Is it because of the age? No, it's not the age. It's do we think that if the fifth round pick is going to take over the reins next year, it's just, he's a very raw talent. Um, I don't know. What do you, I'd love to hear what you think about it. I just didn't feel like it made a lot of sense. Um, I expected them to do something um, with the quarterback. And I, I like you, I bought into the, the, the big hope that it could be a splash in the top 10. Uh, and then that didn't happen. And then when I watched the Hall interviews in the few days after the draft, I really like his maturity. And when you watch some of the clips of him, albeit BYU, where it's kind of like a skeleton-looking offense, he does he does look the part and he sounds the part. But my main beef with him is by the time he takes over the Vikings, if that even happens, he'll be 26. And like I said a few months ago, really, we're going to get the rookie of the young quarterback who's 26. We can't have age 21 through 25 to have him develop. So I consider him a grand lottery ticket. Now, the, the coaching staff saying all the great things about him, but they also said wonderful things about Kellen Mond last year. Uh, so I can't really buy into any of the coach speak. Um, no, I, I really think that they're, they don't have any qualms 
uh, come next April that if Cousins is extended, they're ready to jump in with two feet, probably make that splash because uh, you'll have to at that point. You, I don't think you can just say, well, we're taking a third round, blah, 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 and he's going to be the guy uh, because otherwise you're extending Cousins for another year, patching him over, or patching Mullins over, or the shit that we've done our entire lives after Dante Culpepper and even before him when just trying to do half-measured solutions. Brian, in this offseason, the Vikings have let go of Adam Thielen, Eric Kendrick, Patrick Peterson, pretty much every old player with a fat-ass contract. They've said sayonara. Uh, they say they're doing a competitive rebuild, so getting younger and more affordable on the fly while investing in Justin Jefferson, our guy Christian Derisaw, and TJ Hawkinson. Do you agree with that team-building philosophy that you can do both? You know, be competitive now and rebuild for the future, or would you rather like? Yeah, um, just like remember in the draft when they got rid of Thielen, I said I'm pretty sure they'll end up drafting somebody to kind of replace that, and they did right away. <laughs> yeah, you were um, right. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I think you can just you know get in the right people and seeing how things work out during these OTAs, and then maybe still you know seeing who's out there who you can come in and plug in you know for the season you know until people either develop or you are able to draft who you need to draft or whatever. So I feel like it's possible. Okay. I want to ask you this, Sally. This is the biggest Vikings talker at the moment, chiefly because Justin Jefferson showed up to minicamp and we don't have any, any mellow drama about him. He said he'll be at training camp no matter what. It's Daniil Hunter. Uh, he indeed held out of minicamp because his team-friendly deal is winding down. He's scheduled to make $5.5 million new dollars. Uh, a lot of that, they've done a lot of weird stuff with his contract over uh, the last few years, but he indeed is holding out. And it sounds like they're listening perhaps to trade calls, although they didn't leak that information. Is there a world where they can trade Daniel Hunter and still hope to improve on defense if we get there? I don't think so. Uh, I really, I don't see how they could fill that hole right now with the current roster that they have. Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think that it's going to be improved in general um, with Flores taking over, but that particular, that the line as a whole, no. What about, would you, so he's, uh, Hunter's 28, he'll be 29 around Halloween, and he's going to want between 20 and 25 million per season uh, for a team mm-hmm. that is halfway rebuilding. Do you support mm-hmm. affording Hunter a contract for three years and 70 million. I mean, my heart would love for them to do that. I don't want Daniil to leave. I, he's one of my favorite players, but logically, I don't think it makes a lot of sense um, for them to invest that much money when, in my opinion, I don't think they are that close to, I think, again, I think the ceiling for them this year, unless major things change, is a... a you know, a wild card or maybe win the division, but you're not going to get a bye week. You're going to play the first weekend and maybe you can squeak by, but I don't. So with that as my feeling for it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And then you've got the unknown at quarterback next year. So you're probably not going to be competitive the following year. So it just, you know, you shouldn't be paying somebody $20 million for when you that's the boat you're in. The perk, if you can even remotely call that, of trading Hunter, if we get there, is that you'd probably get like a second and a fourth or a second and a fifth. And in theory, that can be ammunition used to move up in the next draft if you don't extend Mm -hmm. Cousins because 
uh, God, it all kind of depends on where the Vikings finish the season, but they can. I think I think the the bottom floor for a team we've seen with Kirk Cousins is probably seven and ten, and that would get you in that thirteenth pick overall range if they have another good season like last year and they get the twenty second pick. Then you you'll have that Daniel Hunter trade capital, but and in the end, I still think they find a way to to extend him. Um, I, I think he has new representation, which explains why he's finally playing hardball. He probably should have done this <laughs> multiple years ago, but uh, last year was his first healthy season since 2019. So I think he finally has right. a leg to stand on to say, "Hey, pay me." And no matter what, he should get that contract, whether it's from the Vikings. Or another team, he's earned it, and he's not old yet. That means those, those chats can start in about three years or so. Uh, Brian, yeah, the so, timing. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say the timing and the severity of his injuries certainly did not help um, his his <laughs> footing on um, negotiating for a deal. I still think he could have done much better if he decided not uh, to stay for the Vikings and take those pretty team friendly deals that's another reason i think he might just be over it like he feels like he's compromised a lot um but we'll see it's just a bummer how that worked out for him because he obviously deserved to be paid much more and whatever conversations he had like after 2020 or heading into 2022 or 2021 those would have been held with rick spielman and who knows what promises would have been made and then you have a whole new system come in and say i don't know what the other guy said he didn't work here anymore um, and mm-hmm. I think I think the biggest problem with Hunter is he signed a very impressive contract in 2018 when he still was coming up. We knew he was good, but he wasn't an absolute demon or a badass in 2018. Then that season arrived, and then finally, yeah, he showed up. He deserved that contract. And each year, as the market reset itself, Hunter just shuffled down the board. And I think he's at you know 14.4 million per year, and a lot of that was guaranteed last year, and now he's only supposed to get five million new bucks. Um, that one will be, I don't know how long it will take to resolve, but that one will dominate the uh, Vikings offseason dialogue because he's the best defensive player. And that's why I wanted to ask you, Bryant, last year under Ed Donatel, the Vikings defense ranked uh, third worst in points allowed, second worst in yards allowed, somehow still won 13 games. Does it make any sense to you, Bryant, that they would trade their best defensive player when they're trying to get better on defense? No, not at all. Um, I'm just like you need to add some more people onto it um, to clean it up. I didn't realize that their um, ranks were that low as far as on defense, but yeah, um, no, it, it doesn't make sense to get rid of him. Um, you, know, I, you know, keep him for you know two more years at least. You know, see what I can get out of him, and then see also what I can add. You know, around him in the meantime. But no, it doesn't make sense. And the other thing that made me a little nervous, Sally, was yesterday, the first day of minicamp, Kevin O'Connell, I can't remember if he was asked about it or he just came out preemptively and talked about it. It didn't sound like, you know, how when, when he was asked about Justin Jefferson the past two or three months, everybody in the Vikings were like, that's our guy. Like, you know, he's a champagne problem. We want him back. Well, yesterday, O'Connell just gave a complete vanilla coach speak about, like, we want the best for Daniil, we want the best for the team. It was textbook, like, political dancing about, you know, I don't commit to anything. And so that led to me to believe that perhaps this trade stuff is a little bit real. Did you hear any of those comments? I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I don't really know much about what was going on in minicamp. Like I said, I haven't been around. I've seen some really fun pictures. Looks like they had a good time. Yeah. The, well, the big the big takeaways from minicamp, I'll run through them real quick, are Justin Jefferson showed up. Um, that was humongous. He's not going to stage a holdout. 
Of course, Hunter is indeed holding out. Jordan Addison has not participated in OTAs for about three weeks and was not at minicamp. Something, he has something what's called minor, and he'll be back at training camp, but nevertheless, we have to monitor that one. Uh, Jaqueline Roy was oddly getting first-team reps. He was the fifth-rounder from LSU defensive tackle. And then Josh Metellus is surprisingly getting run with kind of the first team. And Quasi Adafamensa was asked yesterday by Peter Schrager in a podcast, who's the Vikings' unsung hero at the moment? And without blinking, Adafamensa responded, oh, Josh Metellus. And so that leads me to believe that Metellus in no way, shape, or form is a roster bubble guy. And we've been thinking all year that the other safety jobs between Lewis Dean and Cameron Bynum, well, I don't think you can rule out Metellus either because, A, his pro football focus grade last year was phenomenal. And then B, he just he just gets the gets the job done. So I think we have a three way battle for the free safety job, which you know doesn't. It's kind of weird. It's a good problem to have. I didn't foresee that. Right, it's a good problem for the secondary to have. <laughs> yeah, especially the way that Flores uh, operates his schemes. You know, because those dudes are supposed to be versatile and play uh, multiple positions. That's kind of why it's such a no brainer that Austin Waugh start for Eric Kendrick. He's built more like a safety, so you basically have a lot of fast, mean guys flying around. That's what a Flores defense does. Uh, the other thing that's happened, or among other things, Sally, that since we last talked to you, was the schedule was released. So I wanted yeah. to ask you, yeah, I want to ask you which which game, you know, you're you're the queen of tailgating, you go to every home game, you usually hit one or two road games. Uh, which game, whether home or away or both, are you most looking forward to this well, first of all, I'm really happy about the way that the end of the year uh, played out. We talk about we've talked about that before about how they've played the Bears the last game like oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> what for ten years in a row. So I am happy they finally switched that up. Um, and you know they do play Green Bay two you know out of three weeks, but I just think that makes it a little more exciting. But why I brought up Green Bay is I'm very excited that of that is going to fall on um, the very end of October, right? And yeah. that's a great time to go to Lambeau. I, I love that. Um, that's going to be fun. And um, the game that I'm for sure going to is Denver. Ooh, um, okay. I've never been to Denver in general, but I knew that that was the one away game that really stuck out to me to do. So I already booked the Airbnb, already booked the plane tickets. So it's for sure happening. But those, yeah, those are my two. So you you haven't been to Denver in your life? No. Mm-mm. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You could say the same thing about me until I met my wife, uh, who lived in Denver for multiple years, and that's where uh, our, our daughter, my stepdaughter, Violet, was born. So I've been there about six times now, and, and I think you're going to love it. I might be going to that game, too. Our road game, for sure, is Las Vegas, because I've never been yeah. to Las Vegas, and because I'm recovered alcoholic, I haven't drank in a, 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 going on 12 years now. There's really no reason for me to go to Vegas because I don't party, I don't gamble. But if there was ever a reason to go, it would be the Vikings football. So uh, I think that's one we're circling. And my homie from Jeremy, Yannick Eckhart, will be here again uh, in December and January. So I'm hoping to take him to Las Vegas as well. Um, yeah, it was great. I mean, great that that ended up being in December. You know, you definitely don't wanted in September or, you know, October. That was why I didn't go to Miami because it was way too, still way too hot the first week of October for me. Um, So, you know, to have it in December, if you're going to go to Vegas, that's, that's perfect, especially to get out of here when, you know, it's already going to be freezing. So um, 
it depends how the season's going. If yeah. if they're if they're doing well and it they're you know still in it and it's going to make for an interesting game, I don't mind you know spending the money to go. But if if it's kind of in the toilet, it's 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 not going to be something I'm going to do. But um, the door is open for that one. <laughs> we did. I mean, honestly, I'm excited next year that they. I'm just so excited they play in Jacksonville. I can't wait to go there. <laughs> It's funny that you bring up the, uh, you know, per- perhaps being in the toilet in December. When I asked Yannick, who writes for Vikings Territory and been on the show a couple of times, I told him, you know, our, our, he came here last year for six weeks. I said, oh, you got to make this annual thing. I always got, I got six season tickets now, so you're guaranteed to go to a game whenever you want. I said, you know, pick when you want to come. So he debated for a couple of weeks about coming at the beginning of the season because every game, for the most part, is guaranteed to be relevant. Whereas you risk what you're talking about. Uh, he could arrive, touchdown in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where I live, and these guys could be what, four and seven. And then mm-hmm. how, how exciting is it to come watch that? You just, you never know. And he ultimately, yeah. he ultimately, you know, soul searched and realized that there's a decent, decent chance that they're not going to be bad. So he decided to come for Christmas once again, and he'll get to go to Las Vegas and hopefully <laughs> another home playoff game that ends better than the last one. You know, you were talking about Chicago at the end of the schedule, finally vanquished, um, and they, they, they substituted it for the Packers, to which I say, who cares? Even when Rodgers was the quarterback, the Vikings were the last, what, 10 years, about 500 against the Packers. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, of course, it's tough to beat Rodgers and he doesn't play there anymore, but the, the variance between playing the Packers and the Bears somehow in recent history really doesn't matter for the Vikings too much because they usually split with both teams unless the bears are having a particularly shitty year. Well, I just like that. They finally mixed it up. I did. I don't, you know, it was just, it it wasn't just that the Vikings played the bears for the last game for 10 years. It's that uh, green Bay got to play the lions (laughs) every single time. And it's kind of, funny how now this finally gets switched when the lions are you know trending upwards and i know it's still the lions so we'll see what happens but it finally it, it was always because the packers would be in multi, multiple years they were in like a win and in situation and then that's who they had to play and it it just never felt like it was it should be rotating um, but uh so i'm glad that that finally worked out i don't love the two times in three weeks being at home, you know, especially that's not going to be great for my wallet, uh, especially, but I'm just, I'm just glad that they finally got that figured out. And that, uh, Packer home game is on new year's Eve, no less. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So what a grand, what a grand party that can be if they pull off. Uh, is it night? I don't know. Is it night game or yeah, not? I'm pretty sure I'll have to look at it again. Um, well, it could get flex too. So it's, you know, yeah. Really know. yeah. Uh, Brian, we mentioned this off air, but let's do it on air. Do you plan on hitting a couple of Vikings games this year or is that up in the air? So the two that I'm looking at right now is Kansas city and then a Monday night game for San Fran. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, the game that I'm probably the most interested in. Um, attending, and then even maybe when Minnesota goes to Atlanta, it's not far, it's like an hour and a half, um, a flight there. It's just, I just got to find some Atlanta's team for tickets because, you know, when you're the away team there, you don't get the best tickets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. definitely, definitely uh, seek out the Atlanta game um, because I have home tickets to, to sell now because uh, I bought extra for my son who's getting to football. I accidentally saw that the, the – uh, prices to go to the Falcons game are pretty cheap. 
compared to, to the rest of the schedule, that was like the most affordable game on the Vikings schedule for somebody that could send. And then I think their concessions are known for being affordable, which is really mm-hmm. weird this day and age. Yes, Sally, the mm-hmm. New Year's New Year's Eve game is at night or is at least scheduled at night Sunday, December thirty first. So yeah, it could be a rocking time if yeah, especially if the Vikings are good. If they're well, Brian, you know, also, go ahead. I was gonna say, Bryant, you should definitely come to Kansas City game because that will still be very nice weather. Yeah. And it's and it's an afternoon game, right? It's the three twenty-five. Yeah, correct. So yeah. then you don't even have to wake up early, and you can right. still and you can still come to the tailgate. <laughs> right, that is true. So oh, that's perfect for you. <laughs> that's the week they could do the alumni thing. I told them they always do the alumni like on my birthday, which is they would do it probably the uh, Chargers games. Like they always do it the weekend of my birthday. Yeah, the alumni weekend. Like, we try to do it early when. You know, they say the weather's still nice, so it's always like that same weekend. So, so hopefully they move it. Hopefully they stretch it to like October eighth. Like it's not that long. <laughs> is Kansas City their third home game then? Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, they might do it that second game. Yeah. And Bob Hagen is not there, so you can't even tell him what to do. <laughs> um, with Tracy McDonald, and we all had like a. a like a luncheon, like with some of the guys in South Florida here, and I mentioned it there. So I said, you know, that you got to come up. I said, you know, that every weekend, every that y'all do is like my birthday, right? Weekend. So like things are planned already. And she's like, oh yeah, we try to do it because of the weather. Well, hopefully they'll take that into consideration. Like, okay, maybe we could do it the eighth. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I've been so I got tickets to well season tickets the Vikings when the new. Stadium was built in 2015 and then 2016 opened. And I've learned this rule of thumb for, for you, Brian, or anybody that's listening is the first two home games are virtually guaranteed to be warm or hot. You wear shorts and t-shirts. And by the time the third game rolls around, that's usually like a sweatshirt. And then everybody else knows, or everybody knows what comes thereafter. But yeah, the first two game, home games, you can almost pencil in as um, summer weather. Um, that's just mm-hmm. that's the way that Minnesota works these days. That You're second game, <laughs> that second game was like 92 degrees. <laughs> Which one? Yeah, against the Lions. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, it last was, year, yeah, yeah, it was so 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 hot. Um, gosh, I forgot what I was gonna say. I had something. Um, I don't know. Keep talking. I had something to add, but. I'll, I'll figure it out. But yes, that I, October 8th is always a good game. That was the Jer- well, that was the Jared Allen week this year. And that was a beautiful mm-hmm. day. Yeah. It's just all so crazy that, I mean, it's so crazy to me that it's like, we're already talking about it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, so, <laughs> so, so, so Sally, you're also a big Timberwolves fan and the NBA off season is like a nanosecond. <clears throat> Do you, mm-hmm. does that feel that way to you too? Or is it just that you're not as big of a basketball fan as football fan? Well, I think, and, and yes, I know it is super short, but that's also because the playoffs stretch out forever. <laughs> and um, I don't usually have to worry about that with the Timberwolves for very long. And <laughs> I think that it's also with the NBA, because there's so many more games, they don't mean as much. So I don't sit there and watch every single, you know, Timberwolves game, especially early on. When, but with football, it's obviously completely different. And now that I have the responsibility of, you know, having the tailgate, which I, I love, I'm not complaining. It is a lot more, um, you know, I can't just show up anymore. I got to be there at seven in the morning. I got to get ready all Saturday, you know, load the car. So 
it's, you know, it's kind of an all-consuming weekend when that's the thing. So, yeah, when I uh, when I met my wife eight years ago, uh, my guy LeBron James was in his absolute prime, and I remember she was getting acclimated to basketball. And I told her uh, NBA playoffs last forever. I mean, that's just all there <laughs> is to it. Like, cause you know, usually if I tell her, oh yeah, the football playoffs are starting, she's like, all right, we only got about four weeks left, huh? In the NBA, it's, it's straight up two months. And mm-hmm. it, it feels like even longer because there's a basketball game every night until you get to the finals. So we digress. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to ask have you guys, a, yep, um, out. I have a, I have a friend, I would, I don't know, a friend who literally posted on Instagram a picture and she said, Happy um, last day of the NBA season. I finally get my boyfriend back. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking, <laughs> girl, <laughs> no, it's about to get a whole lot more intense for your boyfriend watching the NBA. <laughs> yeah, my goodness. Every single night from six o'clock until midnight. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so a uh, foremost basketball fan like myself. That's the beauty of the NBA playoffs is every night. There's quality basketball where they actually play defense. And then when the offseason hits, it feels it's like three or four months before. And then even their offseason is just jam-packed with the draft. And usually the free agency is just headlines galore. So, yeah, basketball, like the NFL, never really sleeps. Um, the last thing I want to ask you guys, uh, Sally, is I want you to nominate a breakout player that you have on your radar on this roster right now that – you know, who could show up, whether he's a starter or not right now. It's going to make noise. Um, give me one second. Sure, I'll start with mine then. Mine is uh, kind of, you're going to say really, but it's Brian Ossimoff. And that's mostly, oh. because, yep, that's mostly because how good he looked in a limit, limited sample size last year as a rookie. And there was no ambiguity whatsoever about whether or not the Vikings were going to start him this year because they signed no real linebackers in free agency outside of a guy named Troy Reader, who was a reservist linebacker. And then in the draft, they selected zero linebackers. So by default, they're putting a lot of stock and enthusiasm in Brian Ossimoff. So I think that based on his skill set, his freakishness, that he'll he'll become a guy that in Vikings linebacking lore, we're like, oh, yeah, this guy's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um I, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed that his name is escaping me, but um, they picked him up from the Saints. He was coming off the injury. Mm-hmm. Yes, Davenport. I think that he is going to, I, that's what I'm going to pick. I think he's going to have a ba- um, bounce back year and he, he's going to do well and he's going to get signed to a bigger contract after mm-hmm. this, this uh, prove it deal. And we might be asking a lot of him too, especially if Daniel Hunter's traded because then Davenport is the guy because we either have to sign Robert Quinn or Yannick Ngonkwe from free agency or promote Patrick Jones or that undrafted dude, Andre Carter. Bryant, the players just wrapped up minicamp and training camp doesn't start about seven weeks. What do you do as a player on summer break? Do you just go hang out with your family? Do you go party? Um, you hang out, and but you start, you start to want to keep that, um, the foundation that you started building, like that uh-huh. you built through all the OTAs and that in uh, many camps um, going. So you still want to definitely stay active um, and keep your workouts going and to just, you know, get your mind off of football for a little bit because now once you come back here, like glued in for like the next eight months, (laughs) (laughs) no days off. So what was, when you were with the Vikings from 2002 to 2010, you would go back to Miami or would you go to Philadelphia? 
I would go to Miami. My, yeah, my main resident was always in Florida, so yeah, I would okay. go back to Florida. And then by then, you would just try to keep, you know, a little bit whatever, like whatever you have in you, like at least try to keep that going. And like some people had to come and do the conditioning test. I would just make sure I made eighty percent of my workouts. <laughs> yeah. You know, you make eighty percent of the workouts. You had to do the conditioning test. <laughs> so you. Uh, well, don't that really- didn't. Was, that didn't stop them from giving you a hard time. <laughs> they always gave me a hard Stopped time. The mm-hmm. They always give me a hard time. Like, <laughs> who in the world is going to be 22 and then don't want to be like 30 and still weigh the same amount you weigh at 22? <laughs> so during you got those, me lifting weights in here. Hello. You don't think I'm going to gain any muscle or anything? So during That's why that, I told you I was happy when I got yeah. to Baltimore instead of shaking my body. Um, yeah. My um the muscle instead of like just weight like hello my body fat it'll change my body fat instead during that <clears throat> I guess middle that end sense. of summer uh, during that end of it summer does, like, break, I'm gaining weight but what if I put on muscle yeah. on that break Bryant do you do anything with football do you work out what do you do for those six seven yeah weeks? yeah yeah you you definitely want to keep because you've now built the foundation from April to now okay. so you do want to like keep some like you want to continue to keep working out because I think it's like a six week window right now. And, um, so you do want to keep like something going. Um, is you can't really do anything to get in football shape, but play football. Cause you have to wear, you got to get the neck, got to get used to wearing a helmet again and things like that. Um, but people do take it like another last minute vacation to get away and things like that too, because I mean, that's pretty much it. You just off. Once you get in there and get started, Training camp, everything's going to feel like Groundhog's Day because you just repeat the same thing every day. <laughs> you be barely talk to anybody on the outside world because you're constantly busy. And if you're not busy, you're sleeping. And then uh, um, after that, once you get into like, you're happy when you get into like the um, preseason because now it starts to get routine to like how almost a regular season is where, okay, we get an off day after, you know, the game and things like that. You start getting off days, basically. And then, um, you know, when the season hits, you know, everybody's off on Tuesday. And that's when you start forming a routine. But other than that, it's like you can't, you, you don't ever call in sick or nothing. So once you're there, you're there for the long haul. So rest up. Don't wear yourself out, you know. But, you know, just keep, you know, keep some cardio and everything going. Sally, are you going to any training camp this year? Yeah, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm waiting for them to release the schedule. I'm assuming it's going to be the same mm-hmm. weekend span that it always is. But, I, yeah, I'll definitely be there. Hopefully it won't be too hot. Oh, it will be. Um, we'll we'll see how many days the Vikings give me uh, air conditioning. <laughs> uh, that'll improve the amount of times I'm there. But <laughs> yeah, I hope they bring back the Saturday night practice because that was always the easiest one to swing with my family. We shall see. All right. Yeah, we didn't have a night practice last year, right? No, or no, we, it was a Monday night. Yeah, we did, but my usually with my wife's work schedule we can just go on the weekend on a Saturday night and nobody cares, mm-hmm. but for her to have to ask off work for a Viking night training camp is a little awkward. And so we just shelved it last year, but yeah. So that's why I'm hoping that they realize that some of the out of towners enjoy that, that Saturday night 
prime timer. Well, that was weird. And then it wasn't the normal format for the night practice either. So if you would have, and you would have came all the way down just to watch drills, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, obviously, you know, it's not like a scrimmage it is that exciting either, but compared to just watching drills, yeah, it's a lot more exciting. <laughs> oh, amen to that. All right. Well, next Wednesday, we'll be back. We think Ron, Ron will be back with us. But by uh, that time, we might have a little bit more information on Dale Hunter. Um, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. we will speak again in one week. All right, guys? Yeah, it was okay. great to see you guys and catch yeah, up. Great to see you. Likewise, okay. we'll talk to you in seven days. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.